Welcome to the IT Career Questions Podcast, where it's our goal to create IT futures. Each podcast will feature a special guest sharing their story on how they got into the IT field, as well as advice to you on how you can get started on your journey. My name is Zach Hill, and I will be your host of these episodes. And before we begin, I want to give a special thank you to the sponsor of this podcast, NextGenT. At NextGenT, their IT training focuses on real-world skills. Check out the Network Engineer or Cybersecurity program, where you'll actually get hands-on instructor-led training to prepare you for the real-world IT environments you'll be facing. Let's begin. Hey, what's going on? This is IT Career Questions, and here today we have a special guest, Buddy Romsberg, who's going to talk to us about getting into IT, advice that he has, and then, of course, share a little bit about himself. So welcome to the show, Buddy. How are you doing today? Good, man. How's yourself? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for being here. It's been a while um, we've yeah. been trying to connect, so I'm thankful that we finally uh, got the opportunity. Um, so thank you for making the time to be here. Absolutely. So, uh, first question, really, just to jump things off is, you know, what advice do you have for people who are looking to get into IT in 2021? Choose a path. Awesome. <laughs> um, the, the biggest thing I tell students and anyone to get into the industry, you really have to choose which direction you want to go because there are as many paths as there are people to choose them. And it's going to be your decisions that are going to ultimately determine how successful you are. And with that comes along, comes with the people you meet along the way. It, it isn't overnight where you're going to have, okay, I got all these certs. I got all these degrees. What's, what am I going to do? That isn't revealed to you. I started off in cybersecurity and now I'm working as a BA. So where you start does necessarily have a major impact on where you end up, but it's going to provide that foundation, which is important. So, yeah, for sure. So you're saying like, we figured out your path, right? So if you, you do your research, right, which is something that, you know, we're, everybody's hopefully doing now. That's why you're listening to, to this audio right now or video watching, if you decide, okay, I looked up networking, for instance, and networking sounds really interesting to me. Um, that's kind of the path that I'm going to get started in. So I'm going to maybe align my certifications and such my training towards networking. Yeah. And maybe, you know, as I'm getting my feet in the door, you know, you're, you're taking these steps to, to get into the field. You're not necessarily going to be stuck in networking. So while that's kind of like your, right. your foot in the door, you can, you know, say down the road five years later, like, okay, I'm not as interested in networking anymore. While I've been doing networking for the past five years, I've learned a lot about the security side of it. And now maybe I want to venture into security. Like you're saying that that transition is much easier once you've kind of defined a path to just, just get yourself started. True. I, to that, I'd say you also want to know your own strengths and weaknesses. There's a lot of this that comes through self-actualization where you've put effort into understanding what stimulates you, what drives you. Um, knowing, am I a technical person? Are you? Are you, if you're a technical person, do you like programming? Well, what does does it mean to be a programmer? Am I, I'm writing code all day. Not everyone has the patience and ability to sit there for eight hours a day and write code. Um, Maybe you want a sampling of it. Okay, well, you can get into networking, which is kind of like 
you're you're configuring routers and switches. So you've got some programming aspects sort of there. Are you interested in web design? Are you more creative? Are you slightly technical, but you have a more creative and our ability to maybe you have a better understanding of the bird's eye view of how a project should be done? Okay, get into project management, get into compliance. Now you create the rules and standards by which the company derives these or creates these infrastructures. So there's multiple opportunities and understanding how they connect is going to help you better understand which path you take. For sure. So like generalized, like, you know, where, where do you get started in that? Like, what's, what does that process look like to you? If you were going to tell somebody, you know, who's maybe found a path, like what are those kind of next steps that they should be looking to, to approach? So you have to understand what you're capable of in the respect of like your own personal life. Am I, do I have, do I have the ability to take this on and do the study? Am I, am I uh, younger people? I would say definitely you're going to want to get your foot in the door, maybe go to college for it. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily get a degree, but you certainly have to have an avenue to find out what you don't know. Um, There are many local colleges. I usually tell people try a community college. One, it's cheaper. Two, there are a lot of scholarships out there for it. And it's also going to give you an opportunity to sample different areas um, where I live. I live in Las Vegas. So we have a community colleges here that have forensics and cybersecurity and computer programming that we can, you can try one class of each or look at programs available that have a sampling of each one. Maybe they're more generalized or you can get more specific. If you're an independent studying if you like to independent study you could go to places like udemy to places like um uh what's a cyber cyber libraries i can't remember the name of it offhand cyberary um that offer online teacher at a lower price maybe you don't want to do the full degree but you just want to try some courses online with those you can still go and get certifications without the degrees that are going to add more to your resume if you don't have the experience necessary Um, you have to understand what it is you can support and also because myself i've got a wife and three kids i had to find something that was mostly online where i could do it at the time that i was available which usually involves when they're asleep, you know, figure out a routine that works for you. And from there, see what programs are out there to support that. And also network resources. There are plenty of people out there willing to share how they got to where they are um, to those. If you present in the right manner, you know, just go for approach it from a humble approach. Say, please sir, tell me, how did you learn these things? And, and you'd be surprised. A lot of people love helping you out. So with that, how did you get started? Oh, man, I start off actually uh, the short version of the story. So I start off in gaming, uh, casino gaming 20 years ago. I was a table games dealer, became a floor supervisor. I dealt the World Series of Poker for a decade. Um, In 2010, I sold everything I owned and hopped on a cruise ship and sailed around South America for five or six months working on the cruise ships that I, I, I want to go find myself. I'm not doing what I want to do for long term. I got to do something. Um, I came back and I, I made the decision I wanted to get into IT in 2012. And the program was just being developed. So I actually went to school doing my gen ed stuff for about a year, year and a half. <clears throat> and I, for personal medical reasons, I took a break, 
and came back in around 2014. And I started doing uh, the networking program available at the College of Southern Nevada here. And I was offered a job. I was actually working for the college for about a year, year and a half. I got offered right away. I jumped in. I put my degree on pause and came back in 2017 to complete that from 2017 to 2019. I was only halfway through my degree before I got into a position as an IT tech. So in no way, shape or form should people wait and hesitate, just think that because they haven't completed their degree that there won't be opportunities out there. I tell everyone, just make some connections, jump in. And it shows, because it also shows that you're interested in continuing your education. And if you can present that demeanor to an employer or hiring manager from a very humble perspective and showing you're willing to do what it takes, more often than not, your attitude is going to outweigh your your, uh, experience and technical knowledge. They'll appreciate that. So uh, a question for you, if you can maybe go in a little bit more detail, because you're not the first person on this that I've had on who has said that they, you know, went to school and then they got hired at that school. Yep. How did that happen? Uh, actually, just made friends within the networking department. Um, I started hanging out in the lab, seeing if they needed any help. And this was part time, twenty hours a week. Uh, I was living off my school loans alone. I uh, had a cheap, crappy apartment, and wanted to wanted more exposure to not only the equipment, but and and I could do so in a safe space. Um, it, it allowed me that flexibility to work only a few hours a day, meet and with other students who were also struggling, help them out, help myself in the process. It made, uh, it expanded my network right away. And also the, the school was putting on uh, speed networking events where other vendors were, well, vendors, vendors, and basically employers around the city would come in for not only IT, but also um, design and utilities. We had various uh, areas of expertise, they would come in and do mock interviews with the students. It was very cool. You usually have 40, 50 employers that would come in and 100 or so students that would do that. And that allowed me to build my networking skills. Exposure to that type of environment and that type of practice set me way ahead of the, way ahead of the curve. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you're like the, maybe like the fourth person who's come on who, who is said the same like exact thing like yeah I was going to school and then I got a job working there like right after yeah so it's just like phenomenal to hear like that there's you know there's obviously plenty of opportunity and you took things obviously a step further by just making yourself more available building your network there so that definitely made things much easier and that's something that you know as people are looking to get into IT I think they don't value as much as they should they should is building their network and you could be starting that, you know, ASAP, really. Like LinkedIn is yeah. absolutely phenomenal for that, for helping build your network. There's tons of meetups that happen. I think as, you know, we're slowly getting out of this pandemic, the in-person meetups are going to obviously start yeah. happening more. Uh, so there's like meetup.com that you guys can go to. There's Facebook groups um, where you can find uh, meetups in your area. These are really, really important to build and not only the, your network, but to help build more of your social skills, your soft skills. Uh, it's, it's just a great, well-rounded kind of uh, opportunity to help further get yourself into this field. Um, I think I think that's something that is 
definitely or definitely cannot be overstated how valuable soft skills are and building that network because if it were not for those I used my casino connections to get where I am obviously because it had been not for those casino connections and even the impact I made on executives while working in the casino even though I was you know at the time I did security admin a business analyst but I made an impact on VPs that helped me get to a better position with another company then after that it wasn't the first interview I had with the company, but they remembered me from the positive impact I made at the time. So then months later, what is it, six months later, I wound up getting a position where I am now. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's really about like, we have mm, 2.23 million people in this city, yet it's a very small IT computer, community that maybe there are a thousand people that I guarantee everybody knows everybody and the reputation you make with them is going to impact how well you succeed later on. They have long memories. I still keep in contact with people. I started out five, six years ago on a semi-regular basis. You know, they're, they have long memories of how well you do and how well you treat them. And that, that can, as people move around place to place, that's going to impact um, how far you can advance because they all like to rise up together. You know, you want to know people, you want to ha- your, bring your friends over to another team and they tend to flock together. Yeah. And well, and you're in Nevada, you said in yeah. Southern Nevada. So you guys yeah. have like a boom in cyber, cyber like yes. area for sure. Cause I think what the, the national cyber league is out there. Were yeah. they affiliated with the college that you went to? Actually. Yeah. Actually, uh, if it's so, Oh, I think, what is it? Pomona, was it Cali? Cal, I can't remember. Cal Poly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, main organizers of that, I actually helped him connect with the College of Southern Nevada because I met him through a Black Hat convention. So, so I got him. Know, um, Dan Manton. That's exactly who. It, yes, yes, I couldn't remember his last name. Awesome. Dan Manton. Yeah. So I, I introduced, <laughs> and he'll tell you this, I introduced him to um, the people at CSN, the department chair, I won't say her name since you know, say me other, but anyway, she, um, they met, I met him in like 20, I think it was 2013 at Black Hat and I got them to connect and now boom, Cyber League. I'm like, I had, I, I planted the seed. That's it, Johnny <laughs> Appleseed. I'm just, just here to make a connections around the country, but no, it was, um, I also, I see him regularly or semi-regularly at the time at uh, different, the Innovation Center out here in Las Vegas. They oh, still oh. have meetups with um, ISSA, ISACA, some of the other groups. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. I met yes. Dan Manson at Black Hat, uh, let's see, 2018, mm-hmm. I think it was. And then I actually met him, met up with him in uh, at RSA in San Francisco the following year, along with. So, so I think it was somebody from it was he ran like the 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 mayor's cup or something for California where all these kids basically participated in um, like capture the flag tournaments. Uh, yeah. I cannot recall his name right now and it's driving me crazy. But he was a big deal with California and their cyber leagues that they were doing. Um, so just I went out to eat with Dan Manson and this other guy. It was just like a phenomenal like just information like I know it's, it was awesome. 
they're they're doing so much and i'm really i hope to get that in some of the technical academies out here i really hope that they start pushing out and just getting more kids into it as well now my kids are in it too it's it's phenomenal just seeing it you know i grew up with an atari 800 man programming basic when i was like eight years old on this this 13 inch black and white computer uh, monitor it was pretty pathetic but you know, when you're writing hundreds of lines of code to make your computer, to make it a piano. Ooh. And to see kids who are totally immersed in it now, the way my kids are too, it's going to be amazing to see what the next generation holds. So yeah, I'm doing what I can to support that in every chance I get. For sure. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, so what, what is it that you're doing now? Like what kind of work are you into these days? So actually I work for a cannabis company here in Las Vegas. Um, it's a nationwide chain and they, what, what I'm currently working on, I'm a business analyst for the IT project management or under the pro, IT project management office. And I deal with all aspects of business. And I tell people my, in, in short, my job is to act as a liaison between IT, the business and vendors. And so I started off in cybersecurity. I started off um, after the school, I, or after working at the college, I worked as an installer for the school district for only a few months and went, got a better position as a full-time IT tech uh, for a casino. Then I went on to become a network. It was a network admin, which evolved into a security admin, which evolved into business analyst over a little over two and a half years at another company. And I got exposed to compliance and regulatory standards. I got exposed to security frameworks. I got exposed to identity access administration or IAM, identity access management. And not only, not only um, creating these processes, but also implementing them, making sure they were there. So uh, both sides, implementing and auditing. And that, to be a business analyst doing that, it allows me to see the different perspectives and call out the risks and assumptions that are necessary for some of our projects. So I have enough technical knowledge to be able to hold my weight with developers and um, technical project managers from other teams, implementation specialists, et cetera. So my job is basically to discover what it's gonna take. If I, if I have a leader that comes in and say, okay, well, we want this application. Okay, we want it, it's from this vendor. Okay, I have to go out, work with the vendor to build a plan <clears throat> without being officially an implementation plan, do discovery and find out, okay, here's the resources it's going to take. Here's the time it's going to take them. Here's the, um, the tasks that each resource are going to combine and pull that on to a beautiful little summary and give it to a project manager and say, okay, I'll work with you. Now I act as an SME. And if anything goes wrong, technically, I work with the vendor and the, S the, uh, the resources to troubleshoot and figure out and keep the project moving forward. So it's, a, it's mostly soft skills. Like there's very little, maybe 20% of my job is actual documentation where the majority of it, hey, we're all on the same page. We got to all do this thing. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? And make sure that the requirements involved are communicated to everyone's modality. So there's this is where a lot of the soft skills and responsibility come in. 
because as a BA, I'm responsible for the feedback. I'm responsible for the communication up to the point that feedback is received. For example, if I were to tell a business executive that, okay, all we have to do is configure this switch and I got to create an ether channel and blah, 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 blah. They're going to look at me like you've just shown a dog a card trick. <laughs> you can't expect them to understand it because unfortunately, contrary to popular belief, not everything in IT is as exciting as we like to think it is. They have other roles and responsibilities. So we have to present a message that is digestible to them. So I say, okay, we've got to, we've got to configure the switch. We have to set up the network. We have to make these changes, but also do it in a manner that shows them value for it that what we're doing is going to improve the processes, make these enhancements and give them their money's worth. That's what a lot of this comes down to. So being able to understand all those different perspectives helps me uh, better as a BA to perform the functions within my role. Every time you say BA, I'm just like, yep, you're better. Badass, badass. No, you got a guy, you need the guy. You got the guy locked. The guy. You need the guy. I'm the guy. Yeah, you're the guy. guy. That's right. That's right. No, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So I know I got to ask this question because somebody in the comments is bound to ask it. Do you sure. get free samples? I get a discount. There you go. <laughs> question um, answered. But here's I'll, <laughs> I'll say I'll say with anything companies in this or um, companies in this um, companies like ours expect you to if you do partake of anything anytime whether it's for you or against you um you are expected to never be in a position that would impair your judgment um i will freely admit that absolutely i do um and i will say that the benefits there are i'm i'm autistic i have asperger's quite specifically it allows a from a an it perspective i'll tell you that okay if you think of if you think of communication as a network tunnel and as an as someone with Asperger's, if you can imagine the outside stimulation, distractions and everything else, uh, anxiety, depression, all this other stuff as this noise, this static in this tunnel, that though I'm capable of this laser like focus, it gets in the way um, over time with use and with proper mental conditioning, <laughs> um, it helps turn the volume down on that anxiety. So that's what it does for me. It allows me to have full access to my focus and address the problem at hand versus getting distracted ADD and going 20 different perspectives at once. And I'll tell you, I put a lot of time and research into it. I don't do euphoric strands, not that I have anything problem with it, you know, feel free as long as it's not hurting anybody else. I have no judgment for those who want to, but I will tell you that for me, it's been, I went on a very personal note. I went through months when I first found out, I didn't get a diagnosis until I was an adult. And I went through months of prescription medication that I was either a zombie or not functional. You know, there was no middle ground. It it didn't help me. There wasn't, there wasn't a way to regulate different like layers, different um, responses to what my mood was at the time. So this allows me to do that. And for that, it's helped made me a more efficient, more effective business analyst. So there you go. 
that's hey and you live in a state where it's legal so you can do yeah. that you know Thanks, i do wait. too i'm a i'm a medical um patient very now, cool so, nice i mean it's fine it's I, it's I, amazing I completely... what it can do for your anxiety uh, i agreed 100 percent. I agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's awesome though. So that I'm, but I mean, that's like a, that's good to hear even at, at many levels, you know, just hearing kind of your story and where you're, you know, you're able to function, you're able to do what you need to do. And, you know, obviously you have things that help you to do that, but here you are, you're still, you're, you're out here, you're an IT professional, you're going to work every day, you're doing everything that you need to do, no matter what, you know, is holding you back or could potentially hold you back on any kind of front. Right. Like, and I'm saying both on the mental, physical standpoint, even as, you know, comparing that to using or not using cannabis, right? Like there's a lot, there's a lot of things in life where I think people, uh, they use some of there's the a, stuff as they can hold you back, right? There's like, a lot of stigmas attached. Yeah. And I'm, I'm told, which is why I'm more vocal about my use nowadays, simply because it's, it's important for people to understand, like, like with anything, okay, let's say it were alcohol. Sure. I've told people in the past, hey, before you go into a job interview, you might want to do a couple shots as long as they're over the age of 21, of course. <laughs> um, you know, there are things that can help you. Uh, it, it can help take the edge off. And it's very beneficial at times to do that. This makes it, you can, you can set a, a bar of, and, and when I started out using, it helped me be comfortable enough that, okay, now I can hold on to this. I can hold on to what I'm feeling right now. I can, I can let this anxiety slide off and, I can pay attention and then I can remember, okay, this is the attitude I need to have. For a behavioral conditioning of sorts, I can bookmark that mental image that I have that's allowing me to relax more, that meditational state that I'm in, and it will help me prepare for my next level of task. It's a very philosophical approach in that, okay, it's, it's not concerned with how, what got me here. I'm no longer worried about, oh man, do I have a depression flash? Am I worried about this anxiety? Oh, do I have to think about what's happening with this anxiety? No, I don't have to worry about that anymore. All I have to worry about is this is where I'm at. This is what I have to combat it. And this is how I can approach for my next tasks. It becomes very pragmatic and it becomes habitual. You know, it over the years, I've had to use less. Not that I mine is just that I don't have the need for it. It's not an addiction. I don't have any long lasting effects. So I have the freedom of when I need it, it's there, but I'm not trying to abuse it and making an excuse or running to it every time I'm faced with anxiety. Ultimately, I want to be able to do this on my own, but since I need help, this is where I'm at. That's, That's fair. That's fair. And I appreciate that, man. Appreciate your, your story, your journey for sure. Um, it's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with everybody. Um, no worries. What, uh, just like kind of closing out now, um, sure. what advice do you have um, if somebody would like to become a business analyst? Like what, what does that journey, you know, look like from your perspective on, you know, how can you help somebody? So I would tell them um, you generally want to know about project management, number one. Like if I were to say, what are the steps that make a good business analyst? You want to be able to understand how a project is created 
as in how it's, you know, how it's blessed, how it, what, what factors or what um, modules create this idea of a project? How is it presented? What happens when you get it? So understand that. So basic project management without going into too much detail. <clears throat> if you want, it depends on what type. If you want to do IT, then you should have the fundamental basics of, you know, A plus, net plus, sec plus. You want to understand what, what hardware and software components are in an enterprise environment, okay? Understand how departments talk to each other. If it's a, if it's a, like for a casino that I can tell you, like, oh, okay, so here's table games. Here's the front of the house. Here's a hotel. Here's the back of the house. Here's retail. Understand how they talk to each other. Like, for example, if a hotel test, and this is from a very user or a use case perspective, if a person comes into the hotel, they're going to want to go into gaming. What other amenities are they going to want to do? Use from personal experience. What do you know when you visit us? What do you want to do? Understand those different areas. Food and beverage, understand how they're going to do it and or how they're going to use it. So understanding those and also um, from a legal and compliance standards, understanding what privacy is, understanding what other governing bodies, be it GDPR, California compliance, be it SOX and MIX here in Nevada, MIX compliance standards, what do those mean to your environment? Understanding what type of regulation there are internally, be it on security, on Provost. So you may want to know what servers or Active Directory, how profile permissions are created, et cetera. So it really is very much being a jack of all trades, master of none. You're kind of outside the typical organizational hierarchy. So you don't have to get heavily involved in everything, but you're also going to be exposed to a lot. Um, that's what I like about it. Every day, every new project that comes across my, my plate is a new opportunity. Um, it, it's really, I just don't want to be bored. <laughs> uh, I don't want to sit there and do the same, go in, okay, I got 20 help this tickets today. That's great for some people. Some people are totally okay. They want their, um, or I say with developers and engineers, they come in, they deal with a new problem that is within this specific scope of their expertise, and they want to do that. And for those people, I salute you. It's to be able to advance that they're very much ninjas in their art, man. They, they get it to a point where they can, being able to make things connect and troubleshoot and just call it there, the guys that can do it well, I have nothing but respect. I want to be a plate spinner. You know, I like being able to juggle everything at once. That's where I, because the reason why I like doing it the most is because there's value in people that can provide that level of communication. I've, as time goes, or as time has gone on in my career, I've seen how rare it is that people have the social skills and the technical ability and to be able to do that well and not be siloed into a particular area, that's why I like it. Because I can, I, as I g gain more knowledge, I can use it to move up. I can, if I want to become a director someday or even a business architect, where you're now controlling and defining the framework of the company for communication. That's something I definitely would like to do someday. So to sum it up, a Zach of all trades. Got it. A Zach of all. Absolutely. Yes. There you go. Got it. Canon. Perfect. 
<laughs> awesome. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate yeah. you coming on, sharing your story, of course, and giving absolutely you did. anytime. Uh, yeah, I definitely would love to have you back on. Get maybe do a live stream. And, uh, yeah. Answer some questions from totally the audience for sure. But um, thank you again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. That's all we got for you guys. So take it easy.